Hey, this is actress Carissa Lee Staples, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast. Welcome to the O Brother Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my brother from the same mother. <laughs> Almost Mike got Smith. through it. Almost got through it. I just love <laughs> I the think, new addition to I know, our staff. I think the, the female voice. Yeah, throws you on Zoom. It's um, and I'm like, I can get through this. I can get to it, but I see you in my periphery, and it just doesn't help. Yeah, so. I've got this big <laughs> grin on my face when I hear, "Welcome, yeah. you're now recording." That's going to have to do it for the opening. I'm not repeating that again this week as I did yeah. last week. So, it is uh, June 6, 2021. And a welcome to the Yo Brother podcast. Uh, for those of you that are not currently following us, make sure that you do. Easiest way to find all things O Brothers is to go out to our official website, which is ohbpodcast.com. That's ohb as in brother, podcast.com. And you can get access to, to everything out there, all of our social media content. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our videos out there because we put pretty much every one of our episodes out on our YouTube channel. So you can find those there. We've got a blog that we put out uh, almost weekly that you can catch up on there if you haven't been following that. And this week, we're doing an episode on uh, the latest Disney live action film, Cruella, which is also, again, another Disney Plus premiere access option. We'll talk about that in a minute. Before we do that, though, I wanted to say, you, you, we just off air. We were talking about the the, the temperature, the weather. It's it's yeah. You know, it, there's been no spring. No, right into summer, and being that this would uh, be Dad's birthday, mm-hmm. uh, he, something he always liked to say is it's too hot to shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, and he he did have a stint as a weatherman at one point. As uh, if you remember, little Albert Dickey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now that's a deep cut inside reference for, for just you and me, but I but remember yeah, it is sweltering out when I was moving to Florida and you guys were following me. Yeah. And we were, we dad was big with the CBs, the CB radio. Yeah. And we would talk back and forth the whole This way. was the trip when we drove down. Yeah, there was right? there was more than one. Well, you remember the one we were on the plane and we got stranded at right. We got stranded Dulles in Dulles Airport and right. Yeah. And and then we just hopped the flight to it was like Fort one in the Lauderdale. morning. Yeah, like one in the morning on an icy tarmac. That was and, fun. And they were like, We got one flight going out to Fort Lauderdale, and we were like, We'll take it. Because we were we were on we were in there with 12 hours. Miserable. And so we went to Fort Lauderdale, had to rent a car, yes. drive to Orlando. So, but I can remember on the CB, and we would drive straight, you know, from Boston to Orlando. Yeah. And dad would just say things, you know, that I never heard before. Like, you know, we'd drive by somebody and they'd be like, oh, that guy's older than dirt. <laughs> you know, he, he just, make me laugh the whole time. That's where all those classic references came from. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It was a, a quick, funny story of, of dad was uh, one of my favorites that involved he and I, he was in, uh, he built this addition onto the house 
back up in Boston and you know, had a sliding glass doors that went out onto a deck, whatever. And so it was like one fourth of July, I believe it was. And we were shooting off. You remember those fireworks that you shot it off and then like an army guy parachuted down. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. So we were shooting those off out back and we were going in and out of the, onto the deck and back into the, the, the house. And at one point he turns around in full force, not realizing that the screen door was closed, walked right through the screen door. <laughs> 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 oh, it's great. And there was another time where I rolled over his bare feet in a rolling chair. Like I'm on right now with the oh. casters, those casters. Oh. <laughs> he just, he let out the biggest MF that you've ever, he's like, <laughs> mother F. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know, Imagine, him, it, it lasted two seconds. And he was like, all right, yeah. I'm at to if work. We were doing this, it would not be oh brother. It would be oh brother and dad. Oh, because he would sure. he would find a way to yeah. get in on this. Like Rich Hall, he'd be coming in right yeah. now to your shot. Like, what you doing, kid? Yeah. Hey, kid. Hey, did yeah. I show you my gun collection lately? <laughs> <laughs> Come down to the basement. Let me show you some things. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of doors, you know, I, I another quick story that we'll jump into the, the, the review of this film is if you notice behind me, I have a DVD box set season one of The Incredible Hulk starring. Oh, yeah. The uh, late, great Bill Bixby. And, and of course, Lou Ferrigno as, as, yeah. Hulk, as uh, The Incredible Hulk, which was a favorite of mine as a kid growing up. I love that series. So I have every episode I was leaving my girlfriend's house this morning to head back to my place. And she's been having trouble. Like the inside of her front door, the handle was like fell off. And mm-hmm. so you had to kind of had to just rig it back up and put it in there. And so I very gently this morning as I was leaving, cause I didn't want to disturb her. It was kind of early and just let her sleep in a little bit more. So I'm leaving and I, was very gentle with the inside handle, you know, to get the door open so I could get out. So I get out and then I go to very, just sort of gently pull it close to secure the door, make sure it's good to go. <laughs> I barely, I barely tugged it. The whole mechanism and the handle went flying across the front steps. There were springs and coils and screws and stuff oh. everywhere. And oh, so then I look man. and there's nothing, there's just no door handle whatsoever to be found so now here i am trying to do a good thing by not disturbing her sleep and now i have to call her and say hey <laughs> you have to come to the door because there's no door handle and i can't put it back on so needless to say she had to take off and make an <laughs> unexpected early trip to lowe's <laughs> you know, but i hulk that thing like i didn't even it, intend to what I, is it with me indoors i kicked my door in i ripped her door handle off but Returning back to a maybe one of the favorite subjects uh, for Mike that we've done <laughs> over all of these uh, episodes is the Premier Access uh, option. 30 bucks on Disney Plus. You keep coming back to the well, we're doing it again. So, bucks. yeah, I mean, you, you probably could have saved yourself some money just go see this in the theater. But by the time you get through concessions and just the aggravation of that whole experience, sometimes yeah. it's not worth it. So, so this came out uh, just. Did you, you know, think of going to the theater? To I see did. This? Yeah, I did. I actually did. I thought about going uh, on Friday night, and I just didn't because it would so. have been cheaper. Yeah, and I just wasn't sure now with 
some of the, you know, a lot of the restrictions being lifted, like it's going to be real crowded on a Friday night. So I just skipped it, you know, I figured yeah. out watching the comfort of my own home. So, so this is, this is really like a prequel, like an origin story about Cruella DeVille. Cruel devil. Yeah. And so uh, it's directed by Craig Galep, Galepsy, Galepsy. What am I saying? I don't know. What's Gillespie, his name? Maybe Gillespie, Gillespie possibly. Yeah. And so it came out on May 28th and uh, it's doing well as far as the reviews, like Rotten Tomatoes. It's almost a hundred percent from the audience really? side of it. Wow. Yeah. And the critics, it's I think almost 75%. So Stars Emma Watson now in the role of Cruella. Yeah. It's actually, you knew one of us would get this wrong. It's actually Emma Stone. Not did Emma I say Watson. what did yeah, I, you're oh, thinking I of Emily Emma Watson? Watson. I, yeah, yeah. I, no, well, I'm there's Emma Watson, of Emma Watson, Emily Blunt, Beauty and the Beast. Emma, yeah, and if you look at this, Emma and this Stone, has two Emmas: Emma Stone, Emma Dame, Thompson, Dame Emma Thompson. If you want to make that distinction, Emily Beecham, who played Estella, the young Cruella, played her mother. Oh, the young girl. Okay. Well, no, her mother in the film was played by Emily Beecham, and then okay. Okay. Her young self was played by the girl's name is Tipper Seifert Cleveland. It's a hyphenated hmm. last name. Uh, it was she was really, it, it, she was really good, and it was strange because I mean I don't know how it works on IMDb. If you look, her credit is like way like page two before you even find her. I'm like she was a main yeah. a main star in the film, really, at least in yeah. her young self. Yeah. So there's the cast, and again, it's an origin story of the character. What are your initial thoughts? Where do you want to, do you want to get it? I mean, well, we don't need to talk about, I think what the, everybody knows this character by this point, yeah. there's been how many Although iterations. Most, a lot of people don't pick up on and they really beat it over the head with this. No, a lot of people don't realize Cruella DeVille, the name comes from cruel devil. You know, literally that's how they got the name. Right. And, and people don't really make that connection. Here they they kind of beat it over the head because you know the one guy yells up, "Hey, I'm in a car. It's a devil." Right. It's you know, it's pronounced Deville. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I like that. Okay, we yeah, get it. Right. And then she adopts blah, blah, blah. that name. Right. Before we get into the the movie, let me ask you. Uh, let's do a quiz. Yeah. Here, uh, Little Mermaid. Name me a song, an original song from Little Mermaid. I have Little Mermaid right behind me, actually. Mm -hmm. Under right. the sea. Do, right. do, do, do. Name me a hit song, Beauty and the Beast. Well, I mean, the title track of the that one. The title track. You know, okay. Beauty and Tough the Beast. Tougher one. Aladdin. Um, right. It's in my head. You know, the magic carpet ride. A whole new world. A whole world. new world, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, no need to sing it, though. Okay, get to the point. Lion King. Name me a song. Get to the Lion point. King. Name me a song, an original song from Cruella. Right. Can't do it. Because there isn't one. Not, not trying to do it. Don't really there care. Isn't. This is the problem with Disney movies. They have forgotten what got them so big. In the early days, you had the brothers, the Sherman brothers. Right. That wrote hit after hit after hit. And we remember all those early Disney movies from the songs, all the great songs. Right. Okay. So and, name me, name me a song. Okay. From 101 Dalmatians. Can't I, do you it. Know, no, Can't I do could. It. Name I me could. a song from 
the, the whether it's the animated or the live action I, 1996 I, version. Well, the there, that's a remake, and there is a song. Right. There is a couple of songs that they wrote. But the point is, it. you don't. You, you your memory of those is as good as you know. Your point well, here is that there isn't anything. Yeah, but they're fifty years old, and that was part of your argument with Mulan was about Correct. the music. But and, it's, and I'm continuing the same argument because you know Raya. Name me a song from Raya. Right, but I, this is what your main argument's going to be about this. Whole no, thing? no, it's one of my arguments okay. that there's no right. music. Now, I I happen to like some of the soundtrack because it was all '70s stuff. You know, there was a lot of Rolling Stones. You know, there was different stuff they used. But Disney is created for these these hit tunes. You go to Broadway, and you see Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast or but that's uh, usually, be, but that's usually because they were infused within the animated story. They were part of the animated story. There was some, right? There was some sequence, some song and dance sequence yes. with the characters. And right? if you go back to 101 Dalmatians, there is a song. I should have looked it up and had it ready for you. Right, but I don't think I, I hear what you're saying. But I don't think that that argument is. I, I would I say think that it's, it's one not, element. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not relevant, but. The whole, and you already said it yourself, that this story, one of the driving forces of this film is the the British pop soundtrack, which is like ELO and The Doors. And right. You mentioned The Stones. There's a lot of different tunes it's, on here. It's supposed to be a prequel. So it's supposed to come before the story that has music. No, but, but you're talking the animated one. Right. Okay, but... It's live action. There's no, you can't, I think right. you have to stop making those comparisons, right? Well, we're just in a different, this is a whole different uh, genre, yeah, but, if you will. But now, that's why people films. remember these. Well, 90, 97% of the audience doesn't seem to care about that. Well, so you're on an island. With I'm, this in one, I'm in the right. 3%. I'm in the 3%. And Disney and doesn't care about why. that 3%. I'll, I'll tell you why. Be, you know, not yeah. just the music. That was that was just one element. Well, I have something I want to say about the music. Okay. So I'm Go actually ahead. glad you brought it up. Good. Well, just that I feel like as great as that soundtrack is, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of nice tracks on there, I felt as though at times it was overshadowing the, the, the film, the story. Like it was, yeah. it was its own character, which I'm, you know, in some ways it was supposed to be, but it almost, there was too much emphasis on that driving the story forward in a way. Does that make I sense? Think you're right. I yeah. agree with you. And I think it, it plays to my argument that the songs are part, they bring these stories to life. Right, but for me, but the only way to do it in this case or in these films is just it's still going to be in the background or over the title. Right, sequence, I agree, right? You're and not. I think suggesting. I think Alan Menken could have written some great tunes for for some of these scenes, especially in the early stuff. Now I don't. Remember, I liked the early stuff. Yeah the 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 end credits title sequence uh, was I guess was that another familiar tune. That wasn't an original. I can't remember now, and I just watched it. Uh, whatever is playing over the the end credits sequence. Do you recall? I say I don't know. recall it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what again, it was. If if yeah. Well, that there you go. That supports your your argument. And and I but, did watch all the credit. You know the whole. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, but I I think there's more to talk about with this film because I think what we have to do is we when we're talking about these 
just separate it from the animated altogether. Let's just take it for what it is, which is Disney's live action. Right. And, which I think and you can compare this within the other set of live action films. You know, right. we can talk about this as compared but the, to Mulan the, the other live Jungle action Book. films yeah. are so they're just remakes of the animated, right? This is its own yeah, for story. The most part, sure, sure. So it's a little different in that sense. Right. A couple of things we've never really talked about. Some of the lingo, like foreshadowing. Explain what foreshadowing is. Yeah, so foreshadowing would be, you know, something sort of subtle that's placed in a sequence that is predicting something to come. Yeah. Right, later and Hitchcock did this a lot. Hitchcock like, was a master of it, yeah. Or if you think of a movie, Basic Instinct, right, where there's a big thing where the killer uses a pick. Right. An ice pick. And the director, you know, scans the room and you just catch a glimpse of the ice pick. And later on, that yeah, kind some, of some object that has major significance to the plot later, later on. on. Right. right. Now in Cruella, when she was a little girl, and I liked the sequence early on. I liked yeah. how it started. I did too. The young actress was really good with her she mother. Was good, yeah. Until it got to the point where they went to get some money. Okay. And there's a sequence where they they go to this big mansion and she, you know, the, the little girl's confused. Mm -hmm. And she sees her mother. She, you know, her mother says, stay in the car. She's just not going to do that because that's not who she is. So she sneaks out and she sees all these beautiful gowns and this big ritzy stuff. And then she goes outside and she sees her mother talking to somebody we can't see. The back is to us. And all of a sudden, these Dalmatians come running out of nowhere, knock her mother over the cliff. And again, right. I, I don't think this is a spoiler in the sense it's really early on in the story yeah as soon as that happened all i could think of from that point until we find out who that woman was was okay what's the connection there why did that happen and who is that lady right that's all that was in my head now this was a foreshadowing of things to come but that, it kind of ruined a lot of the next piece of the puzzle for me because all I wanted to know was the answer to my question. Well, and there's right. And there's the, the mother's also wearing a necklace, which is like a, a, an heirloom. Yes. She wasn't wearing it when she went over. She she gave it to the daughter before she went in. Exactly. Right. Right. She yeah. takes it off before she gets out. She takes but it again, off again. A foreshadowing. Correct. You know, correct. Another foreshadow. Right, right. So we we mention this a lot of times, and and we we have a name for it. We call it Joe McDokes. Oh, right. And you'll have to explain that. Yeah, I'll explain. It's an old TV show. uh, I just see the eight ball. Yes, Joe McDokes hiding behind the eight ball, which is a famous saying. You know, oh, I'm behind the eight ball. And in that TV show, everything was so foreshadowed, you could predict the ending from the beginning. So right. for us, we that was the ultimate foreshadowing. So we named it, we named foreshadowing yeah. Joe McDokes. It was Joe McDokes. So so that was my, my first issue that I had that I didn't like. Is it that you wanted that to pay off sooner or just yeah. the fact that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, 
Yeah, I don't know. That that's a that's interesting because I mean because, again, that's the whole point of foreshadowing. Yeah, and sometimes I think directors screw it up. Sometimes yeah. directors foreshadow things they don't have to. And and I think that this is a case where it was too much. You know, it was too much because even after we find out that it was her, there's more to come. They hit yeah. you with another bang which was still in my head when we found out who it was, I still wanted to know the connection. Yeah. Okay. So I, what I'm trying to say to you is I knew what was going to happen. I, I figured that out from the opening sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, really, you know, the, the, the casual viewer, maybe not, not, may not have as much an issue with that for me. Where this is a, if you're going to do an origin story, yeah, the reveal of that character, when that transformation takes place, right? So now it's an origin story, meaning we already, there's already some well-developed character that we're already familiar with. Glenn Close. Is yeah. That what you, who you mean? Right. But also just from the animated, like we know Cruella DeVille. Yes. We don't know how she became Cruella DeVille, right? Correct. So it's so important to get that reveal correct. When 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 that transformation takes place, it's I think it, it has to feel like it's blended a- along with the the well-established character we've all come to know whether it's this 1961 animated feature or the 1996 remake. Right. Right. And for me, that was one of the first problems I had with this was I yeah. really, I did like the opening sequence. I, I I liked that whole third of it with the young girl. I thought she did yes. a really good job. Yes. And, you know, she meets up with these two young kids, these other, you know, and they become kind of this grifting team into their adulthood and right. that plays out through the, the rest of the film. But the reveal of her as Cruella just fell flat for me. You know, I was thinking about, and we've talked about him multiple times on on uh, the podcast, but Heath Ledger, and I'm certainly not making any comparison between the performances or anything, but just, I, I don't know why, but I was thinking about his appearance in that scene in The Dark Knight where he shows up at the uh, cocktail party. Yes. And, you know, there's there's a similar sequence here where Cruella, formerly known as Estella, shows right. up and it's just i ended up more invested in estella's story mm-hmm. than i did in cruella's story not only were you more invested the characters liked estella better right or were and, more and you know what it was for me is there wasn't at least it didn't feel like it to me and, and in fact i think we don't we don't get this piece of information to your point till almost the very end of the film which is what was the impetus behind her becoming Cruella? Because she says people need a villain to believe in, mm-hmm. right? So it, this isn't Jack Napier falling into a vat of acid and becoming the Joker. This isn't those kind of transformations. Yeah, She just had to put on a persona to sort of get back at this woman who she didn't even really know who she was at that point. 
No, but yeah. she, she now right now that they, anybody listening is like, what in the hell are they talking about? Yeah, but they're all I, over I'm, the place. I'm trying not to spoil the the details of this particular version of the story, but and again, it's its own unique story. But my my simple point was just the fact that her entrance as Cruella, I thought, should have been much more climatic, and I just thought that that was a little stale. She comes into this uh, what is it a fashion designer ball? Right, is where she makes the the entrance right because she's now trying to compete with this baroness who's right. this very well-known fashion designer so played by emma thompson but you know to answer your question i think the impetus is she feels this woman is partly responsible for the death of her mother right but the day before didn't have that information she gets the information the next day. She's all of a sudden the Joker. Like it just that yeah. really didn't work for me. It, it, you know, she's talking different because she's basically taking on the Baroness persona is what she's doing. That's true. That's, That's true. really what she's doing, which makes a little yeah. bit more sense further into the film. But so for me, it was sort of because even her grifting buddies are like, what now? Yeah. You're, you're still talking funny like that? What, yeah, what, why are you talking like why that? Why are you still talking like that? You know, right. They, there's a scene prior where she gets into and that And she character. also, after she reveals herself, she yeah. goes back to her buddies, and she's still acting like Cruella, not Estella. Yeah, and you're telling me this the, the Baroness character who... So as Estella, Estella gets a job as a fashion designer... In, with the Baroness. Yeah. Very, it's like a dream job for her. And, and this is what she tight, wanted. To, it's what side she wanted, by side with her. Side by side, right? Like a, pro, a protege. Right. And, and, and this is her dream as a little kid. She wants to be a fashion designer. So now she's mm-hmm. got this opportunity. But I just felt like, okay, so now the Baroness, it was like a Clark Kent scenario for me. I was going to say. She puts Superman. on a mask and she yeah. doesn't recognize her. And all of a sudden it's like, ugh. That, yeah. Who is that? I just didn't buy that. I didn't buy that. I, I just wasn't willing to suspend disbelief in that particular case. You know, I guess and that's what you have to do. That's what they're asking me to do. But right. That's what you have to do. I wasn't willing to do it. I think you are going to agree with me as far as the length of this film. Yeah. Was two way too long. Way too long. Two hours and 14 minutes. Way too and, long. And they keep doing this to us. There's just yeah. no need. No need There's for There's plenty it. of fat to trim on this film. I didn't hate it. Like, I thought it was okay. You know, I'm not... I, yeah. If you had to pin me down right now and give it a rating, I, it's probably uh, five or six, maybe. Uh, out, maybe of, out of ten. Out of ten. But on, yeah. on a five, I... Two, 2.5, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm yeah. the same as you. I didn't hate it. Right. But, wow, a lot of problems. It's interesting. I The end credits, that whole sequence that was one of the, I thought, most interesting things of the whole film. Do you remember? Yeah. You know, it was very, it reminded me of, if you think of the end of Mulan live action film, they did a, kind of a similar. Which one? Sequence, Mulan. The live oh, okay. action. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a similar, or any James Bond film. That's what it Didn't reminded it? me of. Yeah. It was a James Bond opening. 
It was the James Bond opening, right? Yeah, exactly. It was very stylistically. That was very cool. Yeah, visually very nice. I didn't catch uh, who was responsible for that. That was really nice. You know, we both came to the same place, I think, maybe different reasons. And I, yeah, I wish we could say more about the reveals that bother each of us because yeah. they're probably a little different. But we both agree that it. I was, I was into it at the beginning. And I, I must admit, I saw the time before it started. I saw the 138 minutes. And, and, like, and I instantly thought to myself, that might be a problem. And I try, and, and then it started. And I said, well, this is nice. And then it got to the point where I know the specific point was kind of when she she kind of has a uh, epiphany, if I can say that. She had an epiphany in the movie. Yeah. And yeah, you can say that. <laughs> and I can say Craig Gillespie. <laughs> yeah. So, she, and then she, she realizes that she's going down this bad path and something big happens. And then we come out of that when we realize, oh no, that's not the end. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more to go. Right. And I just felt it right there. Yeah, you're like, oh, like, we're, early in, we're early an hour in. Yeah. I felt like, oh, they're going to, where are they going to go? Yeah. Again, didn't hate it. There, there's some, there's some good things about it, some good performances. I like the two guys that played her, her grifting pals there. I'm calling them. Especially they were, they were, they were when they were funny. younger. Yeah. And yeah. the one guy, I think his name is Paul forget his last name he looked like he was right out of the cartoon with the hat another uh, but again the grifter buddies especially him he kind of makes an impression on you if you see him right and several times throughout the movie he's breaking into this place and they don't realize it's the same dude yeah come on and he's still wearing the same hat yeah he's pretty distinguishable yeah, I think yeah. you can pick him out of a crowd pretty easily. Right. Again, we're just, we can be hard critics. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. it's difficult to suspend disbelief, but there was some nice directing. But, you know, it's funny because I went back and I watched, not all of it, but I watched a pretty good chunk of uh, the 96 with Glenn Close. Oh, and, you did? Uh, yeah. And uh, Jeff uh, with, um, from a Dumb and Dumber. Oh, um, Jeff, right? Jeff, Jeff Leahy? Jeff. No, no. <laughs> That's isn't that the lawnmower man? Yeah, it is. That's is right. It? That's a good call. God, um, I know who you're. But you know what I'm talking about. about. That's terrible. I can't think. Of his oh, name. I can't. Oh, that's. You'll have to grab that here in a second. Yeah, talk. I got it. Because and, we went off the air uh, last time, and I hadn't revealed the name. Yeah, and I, I, I keep so wanting mad. to say Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, and I'll Hugh Laurie, it. Hugh Laurie was one of the grifting, uh, the grifters in that. Again, it's one of like. Cruella's henchman. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike's currently cheating him. looking up Jeff's last name because we're, we're, we're I am because I got to know. Yeah. We're having a moment here, folks. Yeah. Some, you know, again, some of the performances were good. There's directing wise. Jeff, nice Daniels. Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. If I had gone far enough through the alphabet, if I just gotten to D, I would have picked it up. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have <laughs> I, to I didn't go have far, far to go. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. It's, um, Again, it's, I'm surprised it's, it's so high 
on the Rotten see, Tomatoes. I, see, I'm not. Oh, from the critics or the audience? I'm not surprised that it's that high from the audience viewing. I am. Yeah, that nah, doesn't surprise me. You know, they're not, not from a younger standpoint. I think kids are going to like this. Yeah. But they're eating. I think adults would, would, if nothing else, the length would have turned them off. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again, we're we're hard critics when it comes to What was the films. critic score? 74. Okay. So that's more in But that's t- still pretty solid. Yeah. So there's there's some of the good, some of the the not so good, I guess. Uh, you know, we again we we enjoyed some of the performances, especially the girl that played her, the young Estella. And, and you know, and Emma Thompson and, and uh, Emma Stone were we're fine. It's tough. And again, a totally different tone, but Glenn Close is just hard. To, well, like, how are you going to compete with? But and again, see, it's a different, it's not the same character, first of all. Right. Because Emma Thompson is playing the Baroness. So it's not Cruella, but, but in this film, that's basically that same right. villainous Emma Stone character. eventually right. becomes Glenn Close. Yeah, that's right. So here's another thing. But she's... Oh. Age-wise, it's still again, it's the origin story. So right. But they really missed, you know, usually they like in Mulan, which I didn't like either. You know, live You're action. You're gonna start Mulan. liking it more and more. We get more of these films coming up. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I was getting into at the beginning with the music. They're going too far with the live action stuff. They've got six on the docket right uh-huh. now and that's not counting cruella 2 which i guarantee you was greenlit halfway through the making of this they've got peter pan coming just every i just wish they'd come out with some new stuff new animated stuff that's what I'm, built this company i'm okay with it yeah but we're that's not where we are right now with it i mean again yeah but you know you're look, not gonna you're see gonna, no, as things are, are changing now because theaters are opening up and people are going to start going back in droves again, then then we'll see what the reaction is of these live action films. You know, what kind yeah, of money they're really Jungle making. Book coming. Right. I, I think they're going to be pulling in the we've same got big the, money. The, I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to bite them eventually because I don't think so. You make a movie like Aladdin and then you build an attraction and then you have a yeah, character. And I know, but look at with the Marvel Nobody's going to go see The Rock. Yeah, but with DC and the Marvel Universe, and it's kind of, that's where we're at now with these live action films. They, yeah, those well, are the stories being compared to Marvel. That's a but different. The thing. animation is, you know, we're not living in that wholesome period anymore. You know, it's just, it's, we're just, yeah, but not. that's what people expect when from Disney. So I, they can watch, they can watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Then. Oh, good Lord. No, it's not live action. It's animated. Soul. It was terrible. Soul. Soul was excellent. But okay. That was Pixar. Then. Pixar right, is their go to. And I think the next release is Luca, which we're going to get free on My Disney Plus. And it looks much better than. Yeah. Anything? I I think they're they're really making some missteps. All right. So one thing though, before before we go, I, I yeah. wanted to say why. And I know this had to come up. Why wasn't there a cameo of the older Cruella? They're I was just expecting that, like Mulan at the end of Mulan, when it's not necessary. The original voice of Mulan introduces the live action Mulan to the the king or whatever. Remember that that was a big deal and people loved it. 
I thought for sure we were going to see Glenn close. Yeah, I don't need Even that, if though. it was in the sequence where everyone was dressed up like Cruella. No. I, it would see, have been to, a great. No, to, to, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think that's tacky. And I think you need this film to stand on its own. Plus, especially if they're going to do a sequence of these films, the tone is way different. You know, it's, 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 well, yeah, there's humor, but it's, it's a darker sort of film. Glenn Close and, has already publicly stated that, hey, she's ready to jump back in if they want to. Of course she is, to, because it's a, it's a paycheck. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't Disney, she? Disney isn't known for their big payouts. And yeah, Robin Williams sure, uh, could have made, Robin Williams made millions doing other movies. And because yeah, of his kids, I'm sure they really uh, made Aladdin. I'm sure they really skimped on the check to Glenn. I mean, come on. They're, they're no, making, they they don't. They don't play yeah. even big stars. Big stars are attracted to them because, you know, of their history and the quality. No way. You, you're yeah. just getting scale. Is that what you're telling me? They're, they're not getting scale? scale, but they're not getting 20 million. Like they could get another, like, like Robin Williams at, at his peak, he demanded top. All right, folks. Well, it's lukewarm here at Oak Brother. That's about, uh, this one's like really flatlined, you know? That's about, I think, where we're at with the review of this film. <laughs> There's no... I was making some good points. No, I, I'm I just think saying, we should have seen a cameo of Glenn I'm, Close. That I think was it's like a gimme. It's totally unnecessary. I, to me, that would have been, been very tacky. Why no. do you need that? Why do you need that? Because people, you know, people like me. Why not just that, sprinkle you know, in the animated Cruella somewhere in the background? That I would have. That would have been probably a good idea. Or, or maybe Mulan, perhaps have Mulan in there. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, uh, it's like was... the super friends of all the the, uh, the Disney characters. <laughs> Let's talk about something that we both can agree is is solid, which is this very sweet gold special edition original trilogy set of the star Wars films that I picked up over the weekend for 10 bucks. But you overpaid. Very sweet. I didn't overpay. You're looking well, at the did. wrong. I, I showed the, you like that was in pounds. That wasn't in us currency. So I can anyways, show it to you. It doesn't matter. It's a mint set and it's sweet. Uh, you know what? Mr. Physical media. I mean, <laughs> shove it up. You, you know, where, dumping all over a, a nice phys- for a guy that hates physical media right and is I'm going surprised. full digital right I'm so surprised. i mean how about like a little uh optimism for five seconds well like, you Jesus know i, I i'm hey i'm glad you know Good jump Lord. on the physical media train but you're never going to yeah. be able to play it because it's you you're know. stuck in the past see that's what it is the physical media, you st- you want the 1996 Cruella to show up in a, in a 2021 film. Stuck You're stuck in the past. No, Disney's stuck in the Disney past. Stuck in the past. The other ones, you they're know, not. They're, they're in the future. They're not stuck in the past. That's the whole point. This is a prequel we if were If they were, this would have just been another remake. This was, an, this was a completely different story. How's that stuck in the past? It, it was a prequel. Okay, so give give him credit for at least attempting it. The easy thing, the easy money would have been to just do it as another remake of that. No, no participation trophies for me. No, thank you. You're all winners. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My favorite Seinfeld uh, scene. Exactly. All right, well, no more to say about this one. So, folks, 
I think it's pretty clear uh, we're not we're not pushing you to rush out and lay down your, your money, whether it's on Disney Plus Premier Access or, or the you, theater or you're going back out to the theater. That's on you. But uh, catch something else. We take a pass on this one. Wait till it, it gets released for free as part of your Disney Plus subscription. If you're subscribed to that that service, which is a good service. I mean, I still I still swear by that. But yeah, that's 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 our take on Cruella. Anything else to say before we close out this uh, fully vaxxed episode of the O Brother podcast? Yeah, fully vaxxed. I see yeah, that. Today yeah. I got my second shot. Yeah, I thought you were going to make Two a big Two weeks from now, I don't have to wear a mask. But yeah, I just leave will. that on there. And then next, you know, when you get to the election cycle, you can put the I voted one right <laughs> I beside voted it. right above it. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the O Brother podcast. I've been your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith. And we will see you next time. I hope so. <laughs> God will. Bye, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Cindy Busby, and you're listening to the O oh Brother Podcast.